Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk about some things going on in our church. We discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. All right. Yes. Thank you all for joining us today. Great day for a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Great day indeed Yes, for a podcast from your favorite church named Christ Community Church right here, Carmel, Indiana. We have a great show today. Thankful to have our pastor here in the studio. How's it going, Josiah? Well, Dave, it's great to be here. It's going very well. Outstanding. Great. I see you've got a new microphone over there. I'm kind of jealous. Yes. (laughs) Finally, about time I get Yeah, get what you uh... deserve. Right. (laughs) Now, um, it looks like you're moving a little slow today. You doing doing okay? Uh, Yeah, I've been working out a little bit. (laughs) All right, so it's not just lifting again. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just because you're old. Uh, Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Actually, you know, as I'm working out, I've noticed. I start to talk a little bit more like Arnold, you know. I was oh, thinking about uh, great. Maybe we we should have opened up by saying, uh, "I'm Hans," and <laughs> I'm <laughs> what Franz. Am I, Franz. Yeah, is that what it was? We're here to pump you yes. up. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yes. Well, you sound actually. Like what I'm what? really walking around saying is, "Ooh, ow!" <laughs> I didn't know that could hurt. Right. I'm right. definitely in the tear down. Phase. It is tough to get back into uh, an exercise routine. I know I've found that too, but worth it uh, nonetheless to stay in shape or get in shape, depending on um, where you, where you're attacking it from. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that you're able to work out a little bit. You definitely sounded like uh, Arnold. Uh, don't exactly <laughs> look like him yet, but you're still, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you uh, for being here today. Let's uh, get to the show. Let's chat about the sermon. Um, you are in one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and I've said this I don't know how many times around here. Hebrews is my favorite book of the Bible, uh, if you can have a favorite book. I know some people think that's sacrilegious <laughs> or whatever, but uh, hey, I have one, and it's Hebrews. I love it. Uh, the sermon you were talking about, uh, Community. A healthy community. So yes. why don't you just give us a refresher on the sermon uh, from Sunday? Dave, the central idea is we need Christian community mm-hmm. to be healthy Christians. Um, the, God did not create us to do life alone. I mean, we I began by talking about we need community just to be healthy, period, physically healthy, mm. uh, uh, mentally, emotionally, um, the data's in, and and part of the reason why I felt really a burden to, um, because we're seeing in in our society the effects uh, of mm-hmm. uh, the lack of it. So sometimes, just on on f- overall physical, emotional, mental well being, but even more, uh, do we need Christian community that's rooted in the gospel um, to be healthy Christians. God never intended us to do the Christian life mm-hmm. uh, alone. How did you get there from this passage? So you were in Hebrews 10, and yeah. um, I believe it was 19 through 25 or so. 
this is a well-known passage about not neglecting to meet together, yeah. right? So that's kind of obvious. Yeah. But if I recall, you, you kind of developed that idea of togetherness elsewhere in this passage. Yes. So how, how did you get there? Well, throughout this text, there is the, the first-person plural mm-hmm. pronouns that's building up to the uh, not forsaking ourselves together. There's the he's addressing us, we let us, mm-hmm. let us, let us. The main imperatives there are let us. Um, this is something that uh, um, that this text is driving home uh, um, that that we that we need that together we mm-hmm. worship. So I mm-hmm. my uh, um, as it talks about drawing near, let us draw near. So. Uh, Unpacked, uh, we we need Christian community to draw near in renewing worship. Mm-hmm. Um, let mm-hmm. us hold fast. Um, we need Christian community to hold fast in uh, uh, unwavering hope. Mm-hmm. Let us consider how to st- spur one another on to love and good works, not neglecting the assembling of ourselves together. We need. Um, uh, we need Christian community to press forward mm. in gospel mission. Yeah, amen. And I, I think um, w- what you did there, you, you got there exegetically, right? You looked at the yeah. text, you figured out, you know, oh, there's this person, uh, third person plural, uh, or excuse me, first person plural pronouns. Uh, there's the statement itself, but you can also, I think, get there theologically from this yeah. text, right? So there's the exegetical side, looking at the text, drawing yes. out the meaning. Yes. Theologically, uh, you know, what do these themes mean, and how do they apply? How do they uh, relate to other parts of Scripture? And I'm specifically thinking of the part in this text that said, um, "Passed through the curtain," yes, which is his flesh, yes, right. So. Automatically, we're getting theological themes there. Yep. We've got the tabernacle, the temple. Yep. We've got the temple that's dividing us. They're uh, 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 keeping us from the holy of holies. Yes. Um, and what the author of Hebrews is doing here is he's saying that Jesus' flesh was torn. Yes. So automatically, we're right there, we're taken to the communion sacrament. Right. There's yes. this family meal celebrating the flesh of Jesus being torn, and once that is torn then we have access, yes. right? And so there's that community sense there theologically as well in this passage. Absolutely, Dave. And when you think about the temple I- imagery, the thing that struck me as mm-hmm. I was uh, studying and, and meditating on this passage is how astonishing it is that mm-hmm. this passage says that we can come and enter into the holy place with confidence. Right. For, uh, as amazing. I was mentioning, for for someone who's read... Uh, the Old Testament mm-hmm. and and is and sees the holiness of God, which by the way is communicated to reveal to the New Testament as well. Mm-hmm. But but think about the tabernacle and the temple. There's nobody who enters into the holy of holies with confidence. Nobody mm-hmm. enters there, period, except for the high priest. And once a year. Once a year. <laughs> yeah. And then it's oh, oh my goodness, I hope everything's okay. The mm-hmm. bells on the you know right. So how in the world can we enter with confidence? And this displays hmm. the beauty and wonder of the gospel. Jesus has made the way so that we, having been cleansed by his blood and clothed with his righteousness, can enter in with confidence because God sees us in the shadow of the cross in Christ so that he can delight in us as he delights 
uh, in his own son. Or we can have, as this text says, full uh, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, right. with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we don't have to approach tentatively. We can approach, no. as we see elsewhere in, in Hebrews, <laughs> boldly to obtain yes. um, grace to help in the time of need. So in your in the latter part of your sermon, you also talked about this idea of community uh, with an outward focus, right? I mean, kind of... Um, uh, ministering to those outside of the body. How, how did you get there in this text? And, and talk a little bit more about that. Yes. So the, the passage says, let us consider how to stir up, this is mm-hmm. the words of the ESV, I think it could be better translated, spur one mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. onto love and good works, because that, that Greek word carries the idea, even sometimes it's translated as sharp disagreement or sharp, it's to irritate, but but it, but the idea is to be like a spur, and in this case, uh, um, a, a, through example, through prayer, and through uh, displaying, uh, as, as we're in community, we're challenging and encouraging and spurring one another up to love and good works. And yes, of course, that does begin in the household of God, but it never ends there. Um, it, uh, um, so it, uh, Jesus will say, let your light so shine that, that they may see your good works and glorify uh, your Father in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, and this text, so this text... Uh, um, is helping us to see we need one another to do our natural mm-hmm. bent. Mm-hmm. If we just do life on our own, is to turn inward. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goodness, that is not health. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I didn't mention this in the sermon, but I remember oh, just a few months um, ago reading through Johnny Eric's Tata's mm-hmm. um, first book after her, I mean, devastating, devastating accident that mm-hmm. paralyzes her from, you know, the, the neck down. And initially, um, I, I mean, she was understandably just distraught, depressed, suicidal, all sure. those things. And God's mercy preserved her. Um, but she would go on to write that one of the things that as God, you know, ministered to her heart and gave her hope one of the things that helped her out of that deep, deep, deep depression was to see the ways that God had enabled her to serve mm-hmm. others. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't it? Someone wow. who's paralyzed from yeah. <laughs> neck down starts mm-hmm. to think about how she can help others um, who who are hurting and in need and finding that it, it lifted her spirit because... She's she's seeing she has God's using her yeah um, and, and it there's something that brings health and mm-hmm. life and joy and so I tell you I, you know I I quoted the the, um, the kind of the church guru who talked about one of the things that has hurt you know it's made it so that. Uh, many in the church, this is just across evangelicals have been just we kind of been grouchy and bad mood, <laughs> but is because yeah. with the, with the p- pandemic there has been a turn inward, mm-hmm. um, and when we just start focusing on ourselves, we start saying we don't well I don't like this I don't like that and 
um, this doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. and da, da, da. instead of looking out at the harvest uh, mm-hmm. that's there and seeing the needs and seeing that God could actually use us, and then, wow, that just brings, there's something healthy about self-forgetfulness. Right, when we I was start thinking to... about the Keller's work on, on the beauty and joy and blessing of self-forgetfulness. Yes. Because otherwise, you'll, you know, if we're looking at ourselves, and I think you had a uh, a turn of phrase, navel-gazing at some point. We're all navel-gazers, yes. which after the coronavirus 15, I don't really want to navel-gaze uh, too much <laughs> <laughs> right now. But it, it, inherently, that will either lead to this this inflated arrogance, like, oh, look at me, I'm amazing, or an inflated criticism of, oh, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I don't have it all yeah. put together. So that constant self-focus will inevitably result in one of those things because we're not perfect. There's always yes. going to be something wrong, and it will either lead us to pride, uh, or it will lead us, uh, you know, what's, what's wrong is that we're prideful, or it will lead us to this criticism instead of a confidence in God, yes. how God has made us. But when we have that self-forgetfulness, and I'm talking to myself here, when we have that forget, uh, self-forgetfulness, we look out and see the needs around us, and we get to see fruit. We get to see what God is doing and be yes. involved in that fruit. And when you taste fruit, what do you want? <laughs> you want you more want fruit. More. Yeah, and... Uh, so that's encouraging for me to hear from this passage, and I think it's also implied a little bit later in the passage, because uh, the author of Hebrews says, even more so as we see the day drawing near, yes. uh, referring to the, the consummation of all things when, when Christ returns, establishes uh, the final form of the kingdom, right? Yes. And, but that means there's work to be done building up to that, that He is doing something. He is building His church here on this earth. Yes, and 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 that's the 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 beauty of this passage and that final encouragement there um whereas the the hebrew christians are experiencing great difficulty and hardship and they could be discouraged like what's going on mm-hmm. how is god's uh, uh going to fulfill his promises and and uh, uh as you see the day drawing near hey God is going to bring His kingdom to consummation. Mm-hmm. The kingdom is advancing. So this is not a time to retreat. This is a time to press forward. And if you're going to do that, you're going to need to be in a, a rich, deep gospel community where you spur one another on to love and good works. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think elsewhere in Hebrews... Uh, we see this encouragement to maintain your confidence, keep going for it, your hope, because it has a great reward. And that reward comes to fruition when the day draws near, when it finally arrives, that reward in to be with Jesus and to be called a good and faithful servant by him. Um, th- that's worth it. And that's what Hebrews is saying. Main, keep being hopeful. Keep holding on to your confidence because it has a great reward. Amen. In our next segment, we're going to take time to quiet our hearts and listen to God's Word. I think we all know that there are countless loud voices vying for our hearts and our attention. So even though it's difficult, it's crucial to quiet our hearts and hear the Word of God. So Josiah, what reading are we hearing today? 
Dave, today we're going to focus on community by looking at what Paul said regarding loving one another. In our passage is 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Definitely a challenging passage, but encouraging. Um, (laughs) There's perhaps a shortage of genuine love going around (laughs) these days, uh, and starting in my own heart, because uh, this passage was convicting hearing it. Um, But what stands out to you, uh, Josiah, from this text? Dave, I think behind uh, this uh, unpacking of Love is the idea that love is delighting in the good of the other that Mm -hmm. leads to being patient and kind, Mm -hmm. Uh, not envying or boasting. Why would you envy when someone has good? Because you delight in their good. Mm -hmm. Why would you boast when you have something? Because what do you have to boast in that you have not received? And rather, you want to be able to share, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So you're not uh, arrogant or or rude because Mm. you do not, and this is where I'm really kind of drawing on this, the delight and the good Mm -hmm. of the other, it does not insist on its own way. Right. This is where so many of the problems that we have that Mm. that really can destroy community occur. I want it on my terms. Mm. I've got to have uh, my own way, but love is, again, we come back to, if it's self-forgetful. It does not insist on its own way. And so, when things don't go exactly the way I would like, it's not irritable. <laughs> that, uh-huh. That's the kicker for me. That yeah. one, um, that one uh, irritable. Yeah, I feel like, for, it's interesting, because irritable, you know, I think like it's almost a right to be irritable, like, oh, this traffic light is taking too long, you know? But yeah. that's that's not love. It's not loving um, God's sovereignty, that he yeah. has me sitting at this light for a purpose for a certain length of time, perhaps so that I will pray or that yeah. I will have better endurance or whatever. And, but, and again, what leads to that irritability is being centered on ourselves. Right, yeah. Like, I've got this to do. I've got to do that. I'm so important. Right, what are, right. you know? Well, I'm not, but I feel like I am. <laughs> yeah, this... It is. It is a self-focus fo- um, instead of a self-forgetfulness, and I think that that kind of permeates this passage, and that's why uh, Paul ended it with, but the greatest of these is love. You know, if you yes. think about eternity, 
faith is going to be done, right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to yeah. be with Jesus, and we no longer have to trust in what we don't see. We'll walk by sight. Yeah. Uh, hope, uh, certainly not like we know it now, right? Which is be- future-oriented. Yeah, right. yeah. It's future-oriented, it's but it, it will be there. But love will remain yes. for all of eternity, because yes. we'll be with him and with um, his people forever. Yes. So love, better get good at it now, because it's going to last. Well, and Dave, what enables us, of course... Uh, is experiencing the love of God like this, right? In Christ, right? Jesus, yeah. He forgot about his own needs and <laughs> and uh, was uh, gave himself to to meet our needs, to delight in our good, and so um, he was patient. So he is patient and kind with us. He doesn't envy or boast. Not arrogant, rude, so on. Um, he. Uh, he has pursued um, uh, our eternal good and continues to and will. And when we know that we're loved like that, mm-hmm. that's the, when we're able to, to forget about ourselves and to love others like that. Jesus is, has us taken care of. Um, yeah, what, what we love others because he first loved us, right? So yes. we know that. And there's that sense of overflow when, uh, that we minister out of. When we feel, when we know that type of love, um, that just pours out, right? It overflows yeah. into uh, loving others and um, also into, of course, love for God. So what a blessing. Thanks May for it, that reading. May it be. Amen. As we close, we want to pray for you. We want to be known as a praying church because we believe God works through prayer, and it connects us to the heart of Jesus. So, Josiah, why don't you go first, and then I'll close us in prayer. Gladly, Dave. Thanks. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have loved us uh, with a love that is ravishing, a love that is uh, far beyond what we could, we can't comprehend it. It's so amazing and deep and wide um, and undeserved. And we thank you that you've loved us like that. Open our eyes to see, to know more of the amazing uh, grace you've shown us, to love us when we don't deserve it. Um, and how patient and kind you have been to us, how you... Uh, you're the ultimate one who did not insist on your own way, but you, uh, uh, for our good, you said to the Father, um, not my will, but um, thine be done. We pray that your love would be uh, working in our hearts and overflowing, as Dave was talking about, toward one another, that we would be, uh, uh, that we would delight in the good of one another, and so be patient and kind toward one another, that we would not envy, we would not boast, we'd not be arrogant or rude, Um, we would not insist on our own way. Oh, God, help us um, to to care more about um, the the good and well-being of others so that we would be willing to give up even our rights uh, for their good, that we would not be irritable or resentful 
rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. And um, we pray that uh, uh, that this would be the case, that we would turn away from focusing on ourselves to focusing on others, not only within the body of Christ, and we know that's where it starts, um, but also in the community in which you've placed us, hmm. uh, that we would be a church that is marked by um, a love uh, for uh, those who do not yet know you, that they might be drawn in, uh, that we uh, that we would be a people uh, that delights in doing good for others in the name of Christ, uh, in a way that would reflect you so that they would see this is who our God is, um, and they would uh, uh, be drawn to hear uh, how uh, the the consummation of that or the love is displayed in uh, your sacrifice, in your cross, and many would come to know you and trust in you, and experience your love for all eternity. So God, make us um, a people who would uh, spur one another on to love and good works, who would not retreat uh, because we're just focused in on ourselves, but we would see, as we see the day approaching, we would see uh, the opportunities there are, that we would press forward, uh, that we would see your kingdom advance, that we would see you uh, bringing people uh, from death to life, from darkness to light, um, into the kingdom of your beloved Son. We pray in his name. Amen. And Father, as we Continue praying. I just want to thank you for your word, um, Lord, that we can bank on the scriptures as always being true and always being accurate and yes. build our uh, lives on it. And so we're grateful that we don't have to wonder what love is like because we've experienced it, but also we see it clearly defined in your word. Um, yes. So we're grateful for your word, Lord. Uh, forgive me as I was joking earlier about being irritable and it's no joking matter to you when um, my irritability reflects my lack of trust in your sovereignty and mm. in your goodness, mm. um, but I thank you for Jesus. As we talked about in the earlier passage in Hebrews, um, making a sacrifice uh, for that irritability Hallelujah. and for all of my sin, and so Hallelujah. that I can uh, come to you with confidence um, based on him and not myself. So thank you. Thank you for your word, the confidence that it gives, the peace that it gives, uh, grounding life on what you've revealed to be true. So we love you. We trust you. Lord, for those areas that we don't quite trust you fully, we ask for help, that you would help our unbelief, especially during a topsy-turvy time um, uh, that is going on in our world. Um, we just ask that you would help us to trust you more and more. We love you, and we ask all of these things in the great name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org and join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless. <laughs>